Welcome back to The Conversation Season 3. Thank you for listening. If you've listened to us before, welcome back. And you know this is a podcast for and about women in business. I'm your host, Gina Simio. This podcast is sponsored by Single Throw Marketing, Google Premier Partnered Full Service Digital Marketing Agency. Check us out at singlethrow.com if you're looking to stay ahead of your competitors. On today's show, we have Wanda Toro Torini. Wanda is a rock star in marketing and audience engagement, and she invented Catchwords, which is a texting platform designed to be the gold standard in lead generation for all experts who love to share their knowledge with the audience. She's an expert speaker, and she has developed this amazing software. So we're going to talk to her about how she engages audience with technology and how far we've come. Hi, Wanda. Welcome to the conversation. Hello. Thank you for having me. Yeah, we're really excited to have you and talk about all things catchphrase, technology, engagement. There's so many fun things that I want to talk to you about today. So I appreciate you joining us on the show. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. So we did a little intro in the beginning of the podcast, but tell our audience who is Wanda. Oh boy, who am I? We're, we're so many different things. And it's kind of interesting, especially as an entrepreneur, um, getting to the point where you realize that you have the opportunity to put all aspects of you <laughs> in into your business. Yeah. But um, I'm a mom of two. I have a six-year-old and a two-year-old. Um, I have a doctorate in pharmacy. And so I, you know, I came from a family that worked really hard and um not everybody was uh you know college educated and 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 such and um and my view of what success was was to go and get my doctorate degree and work for a large corporation pharmaceutical industry and all that stuff and so i i followed that path and then i had realized over time that i was just a problem solver almost to a a a uh, <laughs> a problematic extent where I always had <laughs> new ideas and such. And um, now I, I understand I'm a visionary, I'm an inventor. Um, but when I was in corporate, I, I was a little bit of a problem, you know, yeah, in, yeah. in some cases where it's like, I good, I had great ideas, but then I had like too many ideas. And it it's kind of like a larger organization isn't can't function in that way, even though they desire to be innovative, they just can't move that quickly. And so it gets frustrating for both parties. Did they try Um, to put you in a box? Yeah. Well, they learned that they couldn't, which was interesting. (laughs) That's That's why I I stayed with that company for for nine years. And it's an amazing pharmaceutical company, um, global leader. And, um, And I stayed that long because they actually changed my position almost every two years. I had a oh, new awesome. opportunity. They're like, oh, we have a new product to launch or we have a new. So, so they did a really good job. And I actually started back in 1997. I created okay. the very first um, internet strategist position um, mm-hmm. where I literally was just like, wait a second, there's this all this internet stuff that the financial world, the travel industry, like they were using the internet a lot. And um, it sounds so silly now, but back then it was like, we're not utilizing technology well for healthcare to interact with our patients and our, and our physicians and and the healthcare professionals. And um, I remember just brainstorming with one of the VPs saying, I feel like we should have a position like that goes out and learns how other people, other industries utilize 
a technology, right? And then how it can be used in our space because we're highly regulated and such, but there's still there's a bridge. And right. he's like, You're hired. <laughs> and I was no, like, no. crap, my bosses were gonna be really upset at me. <laughs> You're like, okay, now what do I do? (laughs) Yeah. So it was interesting that that company, even though like they did recognize that I was a mover and shaker, they gave me opportunities like that to be like, literally we talked about, well, how would you be compensated for something like this? Cause it was in marketing and sales and there's a, a a structure around that and bonus and stuff, but how, how would you? And so it was really, really interesting there, but at a certain point I felt like I needed to move on. And so in 2005, I actually started started my own company and it began with consulting and then it really opened up with just um being responsive to to challenges that were out in, in the industry and i started in healthcare and then moved on <laughs> and then moved on how just on a healthcare industry topic while we're here how have you seen the industry evolve with technology you know obviously in digital marketing we work with a lot of healthcare companies and they're evolving digitally and you know so you started back then trying to see what's out there and how they could advance. What did you find? Uh, um, So healthcare in general is very, very slow to adopt technology. And I think it's understandable because there are regulatory guidelines. I don't want to say restrictions, there are guidelines, but um, it was interesting because for, for me, I was always somebody who wanted to get as close to the line as possible. Like even when I was, when I was brainstorming internally, actually I would try and be as like, try and go over the line only for the purpose of then saying, okay, then let's back it up and bring it within the line. Cause then I know that we've optimized our opportunity. Okay. So um, not because I wanted to break rules, but it's like, if you're too conservative, then somebody else is going to be more aggressive within that space. And so I still think that there's a lot more opportunity available. And I I don't feel that there's as much progression as, as I think that there could be. What I found back then, and, and maybe it's gotten a little bit better, but the issue was when when the industry wanted to do something technical, they would bring in technical people, but there wasn't a good bridge. Like their technical people aren't marketers; they're not salespeople. Yeah, they don't like kind yeah. Of get so the, the technical yep. people don't really understand the uh, the nuances of the pharmaceutical industry and the restrictions, and then uh, like there's this this battle here. And so yeah. I didn't realize that it was so unique for me to be able to create that bridge. Like I am very technophilic. I really, really like technology and I don't take no for an answer very easily. So if somebody says, no, we can't do that because of it, it's like, but how can we? Because I came from a healthcare professional background, right? So when I see all this opportunity, I see it as an opportunity to serve patients and healthcare professionals better, right? So if we just give up, then that means like, we're not doing a good job as as we can. So I still, even even with the work that I do, I still work with healthcare um, organizations to help them make bridge that gap. But mm-hmm. just in the past five years, I've put a lot more focus on entrepreneurs. Um, they just pick up on technology better, and they can and faster. Yeah, they yeah. can they can do so. So, um, but I, as a healthcare professional, I have this personal passion of really wanting to see technology serve patients and healthcare professionals better. Yeah, for sure. 
that's all very interesting information. So you went from, now let's talk about how you changed careers. So you went from the pharma industry to your new businesses now. Tell me about Catchwords and Rocket Fuel. Okay. So um, it didn't start off with those things at all. Let's say I was consulting for the healthcare industry and I started doing that work. And in consulting, I would try and connect with my ideal clients by speaking at conferences. Um, Or first it was exhibiting, uh, you know, wanting to just be available and be seen. Right. And then I realized that I was competing with big companies like Deloitte and Touche, KPMG, PricewaterhouseCooper, all that stuff. And though their experts were speaking, but I wasn't up there on stage. So even though I knew that I was a very boutique consulting firm, but I knew way more than those people that were up on stage, I knew it, but I wasn't up there. So I wasn't perceived uh, as, as an expert. And so I realized, okay, I need to get up there. And I found out that I ha- actually had to pay to be on that stage, to be on the agenda oh. as a vendor on the pharma side. I, you know, if you're asked to speak, it's because you're basically one of their ideal clients to, you would go to the conference. Right. But if you're a vendor, very often you have to pay to be on that stage. So then I was like, what? It was $10,000 at the time. I'm sure it's a lot more now, by the way, Um, right? So it was $10,000 at the time. And I'm like, crap, but I need to do it. Pardon my language. And I need to figure out a way to make sure that those people that are in that audience that get inspired by my talk, right? I'm educating them. They, I see the twinkle in their eye. They're taking notes, you know, maybe even taking pictures of my slides, whatever. Like I need to know who they are. Yeah. I can't afford to not know who they are. And so I had actually on the side had created this software because I can't help like I just invent all the time. So I had created the the beginning of a software that allowed people to text a word and have information emailed to them um, as a result of that that trigger. And so I figured, okay, I'm usually teaching like workshop fashion and my slides are usually pretty robust. So um, I'll just offer people to text for my slides and maybe they'll give me their email address. So when they text, they provide their email address Mm -hmm. so that the information gets emailed to them. Well, the first time, that I I presented 25% of the audience texted. And that was amazing because in that in and of itself, let's say it was around 75 leads. That was more leads than I had gotten exhibiting the previous three times at that conference. Oh, wow. Okay. And what was even better is that there were warmer leads because they actually heard me speak and engaged in you. Yeah. They engaged in me and they, they digitally raised their hand and said, yeah, that content is good. I want it. Right. So now I felt even more comfortable reaching out to them versus doing like a raffle at my exhibit booth to get cards. Right. Like those aren't really qualified leads. These were highly qualified leads. So I'm like, wow, this was interesting. So over the the next probably two to three years, I continued to use it as a lead generation tool. I continued to validate that speaking was the way for me to get highly qualified leads. And I improved my audience response rate. So how the percentage of people that were texting. And I got to the point where my average was like 76%. So anytime I spoke, 
76%. And there are a lot of factors, right? It's not just the technology. It's the strategy. Like, what did I say? How did I set it up? What did I offer the audience? All of these things influence that number. So I found that the technology allowed me to measure something that was previously not measurable, right? Okay. Typically, we might feel like, yay, they gave us a standing O and you walk out and you have like no leads, right? It's like that didn't move your business, right, really. Right. Um, you hope it moved your business, but there's no quantifiable way of knowing. But when I walk out and say, today, I got 25% of my audience, the next day, I got 50% of my audience. I mean, clients always are like emailing like, oh my gosh, I just got 150 leads today, right? Like yeah. before that would have just been a, a lot of clapping and a, I hope you come back, right? Right. So that became really exciting for me. Clearly having the, that many leads helped me build that business to $4.2 million in revenue for, for consulting. But I actually realized that I enjoyed the process of figuring it out. Yeah. Right. I enjoyed the process of figuring out the strategy of like what got me from 25 to 76% average, blah, 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 all that stuff. And um, and I noticed how there were other small businesses at these conferences saying to me, like, how can you afford to to get up on that stage and speak? Like $10,000, that's a lot, right? Yeah. So all the little guys who were experts, by the way, they couldn't get on stage because it cost too much because they couldn't see the ROI. To me, right. I was like... I, w- I walk out with 200 leads. Yeah, that, that that's my ROI, right? So that's where I realized this texting thing that I created was catching those anonymous fans like that were in the audience. And I came up with calling it catch words, right? That word that you text, that's a catch word. It catches those what I call anonymous fans, those people with the twinkle in their eye that are interested and it brings them in. And it And what was exciting is that it was, a value to them. Mm-hmm. I wasn't feeling like, Hey, you'll get 20% off. Like I can't, I couldn't do that in the healthcare industry. Right. Yeah. So it had to be this value relationship where people walked away being like, wow, thanks. That was a valuable piece of content that I received. And I was able to serve them better next time. So that's how catchwords kind of Got it. And that's catchwords with a K-E-T-C-H. Exactly. K-E-T-C-H-W-O-R-D-S.com. Check it out. Yeah. Check it out. If you do a lot of speaking engagements, it's a great way to engage in your audience and really, like you said, get some return. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So with time, what I had realized was at first, I mean, I've been in business for 17 years now, right? So at first it's like, oh, I developed the software technology, right? Am I going to be like, a texting platform where you pay like 25 bucks a month for a thing and then you'd go out and use it or whatever. But um, because my background was with corporations and working with larger corporations, Mm -hmm. I figured I would introduce it to larger corporations first. And so in that process, I realized that there were some corporations that said, "I, I don't need to pay for like marketing consultation. I just want to pay for the tech, right? Yeah. And then I, I'm not going to say the name, but I was thinking of this, this one company that did that and they used it, their target were chiropractors and they came back and they're like, we got 0% response rate. I guess chiropractors don't text. And I was like, no, 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 no. It's just what you were offering. Let's look at the strategy, right? right. So that situation, it, there was a little bit too much pride involved and it, it, it went away. But what I learned was that value exchange and why catchwords was so valuable for me and for the audience. And so if I just sold it as a technology alone, it wasn't really going to reach 
its potential value in society, if that makes sense, right? Okay. It's like, okay, I could I could sell thousands of $25 a month like words that people don't use and then it like tanks and it doesn't help anybody really because yeah. people don't know how to use it, right? I kind of realized that the strategy around it is what's rocket fuel. Yeah. It's the stra- and this is with any technology. It's like you could say, oh, well, website. Well, the strategy around your website can make it crappy or make it make it great, right? Yeah. So yeah. as with anything, but for some reason, it being newer, you know, people were blaming the technology. Like people don't tech. I mean, way back when it was because I invented this in 2009, by the way. Yeah. Okay. So when I first introduced it to the market, literally companies were like, only kids text, adults mm-hmm. don't text, right? And so things uh, evolve with with time. So right? tell me how it works. So you're you're on stage, you're talking, then what happens? Yeah, yeah. So actually, I'll give you an example because I know that we don't have a lot of time, but I talked about the strategy, right? That change that helped me with from going from 25% to 76% like on average, right? Yeah. And yeah. so what I did is I actually put together some of those strategies in a guide and it's called how to transform your talk into a lead generating machine. And so what I want to do is offer to the audience, like if you are a speaker, if you speak in front of live audiences, podcasts, any of these things where you, you share your expertise, but then you wish you knew who was interested, then you could actually text for this guide. You could text teach for leads. It's all one word, teach number four leads to 411321. Uh, so 411321 is the phone number technically. And then the message will be teach for leads. And um, it'll ask for your email address if you've never texted a catch word before. And and then once you provide the email address, it'll confirm like, thank you, you've you checked your email for the XYZ. Then you'll receive an email with an attachment. And the, the guide will be the PDF that's attached to that email. So okay. that's purposeful, by the way. From So now I'm saying this is what you'll receive. So if you are that person realizing whether you have a texting technology or not, that these strategies will help you get a better response rate or a better impact on your audience. Now, the question is, how is it that you measure that impact? Mm -hmm. And that is having a really optimal call to action. And we have found that this is the most effective call to action to collect leads for follow-up and all that jazz, right? So text teach four leads to 411321. If you're outside of the US, we actually, during the pandemic, we added a WhatsApp functionality. So you can actually do that using WhatsApp, but you have to use the number 1909-741-1321. And I'll give you that information as well. So you could put it in your, in your show notes, but that's, that's how it, it works functionally. So we Mm -hmm. will ask the client to, um, to provide us a PDF of a piece of content that will complement their presentation. And we prefer to say, Hey, there's a rocket fuel strategy session that we do to kind of kick you off first. And then you could use the, use the technology correctly. Now you can do it on your own, but we just found that people get a much better response rate by getting that advice upfront. And then we, we actually do all the tech for you. So we work as an agency, we do the tech, we'll, we'll even design the PDFs. If the client wants us to, to do that, we design the emails and then you just offer that to your audience. No, it sounds awesome. It really does. Um, I will have a link in our link tree as well. So L-I-N-K-T-R dot E-E slash conversation, C-O-N-V 
H-E-R-S-A-T-I-O-N with information to get to Wanda and all of the the offerings that she has, um, as well as in the notes of the podcast description, all this information will be there. So you don't have to keep rewinding and replay. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's awesome. Remember to text. Text. The the biggest thing is because... from a behavioral perspective, like we've all been in situations where we're like, oh, we need to look up that person or that thing or whatever. Right. And mm-hmm. and we forget. And there's a psychological law called the law of diminishing intent, which just means the longer we wait to do something, the lower the probability it is that we're going to do it. Right. So what happens is by actually by telling people like, oh, follow me on so and so they may on Instagram or on Facebook or LinkedIn or, or they may intend to do it. But if you but don't do it don't. right now, you're not going to do it. Like, yes. kills all deals. That's what we say. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. But by the way, that's for you. Hey, follow me. Connect with me. Right. But now when you're saying, hey, this is something for you. Like, I'm glad if, if you enjoyed this podcast interview, that's great. But at the end of the day, you may forget who I am, but what I want to do, why I'm here is to help people actually improve the impact of their, of their presentations. Because if they're truly experts, if they're not effectively connecting with people, they're leaving potential clients behind from their perspective. If you're impact driven, mm-hmm. it's actually, it breaks your heart that those are people that you could help. And because you didn't get your act together well, like you left them behind. One thing I do want to just touch on before you go is I want you to tell me about how you're a singer for a rock and soul band. Oh, (laughs) well, this is called rocket fuel. It's actually R O C K dash I T because I love music. I actually perform in musical theater as well. And it's been a gosh, did we hit our 20 year anniversary. I've sung in a lot of different bands, but there's one band called American Rapture back in New Jersey, but I haven't sung with them for a little over a year because I moved to Massachusetts. So we just do kind of like uh, tributes to rock and soul and Motown music and stuff like that. And, and I love it. What was your favorite song or what is your favorite song to cover? Oh boy. Oh boy. I guess, you know, it's funny. I, I, my husband would always ask me, I'm like, I don't have a favorite song, but I know that when we would sing Lady Marmalade, um, there would be three of us, of us ladies. And I got to sing the last, like, Hey, at the end. And I just like felt the audience like yeah, that. (laughs) I really like doing that. Awesome. Well, thank you again for being on the show and sharing all of your insights with us. And as I mentioned, Wanda's contact information will be in our link tree and all of her information will be in the podcast descriptions. And we wish you the best of luck and we'll be looking out for the catchwords. Thank you. Thank you. Text that catchword, get the information, but there's also a link there to actually just book a call with me. I would love to figure out like what it, whoever's listening, that's like, it resonates with like, what is your passion and what's, what's your expertise that you're trying to, to get out there and how you can use your personal time in a much more effective way. Awesome. Well, thank you again, Wanda. And we wish you the best of luck. Thank you. This podcast is sponsored by single pro marketing, Google premier partnered full service, digital marketing agency. Check us out at singlepro.com If you're looking to stay ahead of your competitors. Thanks so much for listening to Conversation. Listen to us anywhere podcasts are found every other week. You can visit our link tree at l-i-n-k-t-r dot e-e slash c-o-n-v-h-e-r-s-a-t-i-o-n to visit all of the links from all of our guests thus far. 
Thanks for listening.